With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Yes, hi, good morning, everyone. Welcome along to Tradies News in a Nutshell for your Monday morning start of a brand new week, the 15th of May, 2023. Good to be with you. Hope you all had a good weekend, whatever you may have gotten up to. Lots of interesting results in terms of sport. We'll get to over the course of the next hour. We're broadcasting through SEN 1170 AM in Sydney, SENQ 693 AM in Brisbane, and SEN 1620 AM on the Gold Coast. one 1170 Open line number, you can text 0457 736 736 anytime over the course of the next hour. And that is all before breakfast with Vossie and Brandy for listeners through SEN 1170 AM in Sydney. For our listeners uh, through Queensland, Patton Hills, back after 6 AM for your breakfast show. Yep, busy weekend of sport, lots going on. And lots to get through on this show. We'll recap another interesting round of the NRL. Some headlines coming out of that. A bit of cricket news floating around this morning as well about the upcoming summer and maybe ones after that. We'll get to that in just a second. Chris Perkins from America will join me in about 20 or so minutes to recap a big weekend in American sport. And we'll also see how he did in his NRL tips. I had a quick look. Interesting. We'll talk about that as well. But most importantly, want to hear from you over the course of the next hour. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy 01 1170 our open line number. Or you can text 0457 736 736. The Hot Topic. Thanks to Rain. Built tough for Aussie conditions. When it comes to water heating, ask your plumber to install a rain. Yes, does your hot water need replacing? Go steady, hot and strong. Ask your plumber to install a ream. As I say, we will go through some of all of the NRL scores after the next break. Recap, uh, big round of footy. But off the top, what your winners, losers, the most surprising performances of the weekend, the electrifying performance of the weekend as well for hand-cooked tyres. 0457 736 736 or 1300 1170. What performance doesn't just have to be NRL, but what performance over the weekend really impressed you? What performance disappointed you? And what was the surprise performance of the weekend? And your standout player uh, from the weekend, 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 Some interesting results in the NRL. As I say, we'll look back at the weekend that was after the next uh, break, including a couple of blowout scores, one in particular on Friday night we'll talk about after the next break. However... Uh, before any of that, the St. George Illawarra Dragons have been a talking point for many, many months now in the future of coach Anthony Griffin. Uh, we'll back page today of uh, the Daily Telegraph uh, and also, well, not back page of the Telegraph, but in the Telegraph back page, uh, I think it is of the Sydney Morning Herald about Anthony Griffin struggling Dragons to fast track Griffin call. It is possible that Anthony Griffin may have coached his last game with a board meeting to decide his fate tomorrow night. Well-placed sources said club power brokers are split about whether to sack Griffin immediately. So we know the Dragons lost to the Cowboys on Saturday night. Uh, that was Ben Hunt's 300th game. And his future will be heavily discussed at the board meeting. Uh, we know his future has been scrutinised all season, with St. George Illawarra players wondering when the club will finally decide his fate. It is unknown whether Griffin will be called to Tuesday evening's meeting. 
Now, there is also a planned protest by fans at this Friday night's game against the Roosters at Jubilee Oval, um, which has the Dragons board member, uh, members nervous. Uh, one source close to the club said, what has the club got to lose by getting rid of him? Now, this is a regulation board meeting which is held on the third Tuesday of each month. Currently, the Dragons sit equal last on the NRL competition table, only ahead of the West Tigers on for and against. We know Jason Riles, Dean Young, Ben Hornby's name have all been mentioned to take over from Anthony Griffin. Michael Checker's name also popped up over the weekend, sort of out of the blue. It'd be an interesting one, Dragons fans. Would you like to see maybe something like that? Michael Checker coaching your team. Uh, 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170. It's plainly obvious Anthony Griffin is not going to be there next year. Um, the Dragons haven't really performed well this year. I thought probably their best performance and came in a game where they actually didn't win that second half on Anzac Day against the Roosters a few weeks ago. Uh, if they played like that most weeks, I think Anthony Griffin's future would be fine. Um, and they would be a lot higher on the ladder than they are. But with the obvious fact that it doesn't seem like Griffin is going to be there next year, is it time to put in an interim coach the remainder of the year? Would it make any difference? 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170. If you got rid of Anthony Griffin, if Anthony Griffin either goes before this week's game against the Roosters or after it, does it make any difference? Could it turn the Dragons team around? There's still half a season to go. Um, they shouldn't be giving up on their season yet. But would it cause more issues or would it solve some problems? 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170. It has to be. Um, and players can say they block out external media noise and social media talk and talk from the fans. But it has to be a distraction. This conversation has been going on for at least, what, six weeks now? And even before that, it was still around. What do you reckon? Would the Dragons be better off letting go of Anthony Griffin now? Put in an interim coach for the rest of the year, figure out what they're going to do for 2024 and beyond. Trent Robinson said the other day he wouldn't stand in the way of Jason Riles if he wanted to go to the Dragons. 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170. Your thoughts on that? Should the Dragons just let go of Anthony Griffin now? Put in an interim coach and see what happens. Uh, we'll get back to the NRL in just a second. However, back page of the Sydney Morning Herald, an article, interesting article by Malcolm Conn today. The Sydney's New Year test remains under threat from a multi-million dollar South Australian push despite the SCG being allocated a Pakistan test beginning on January 3 next year. Uh, now, a more proactive Cricket Australia under new chairman Mike Baird has had preliminary contact with the recently elected New South Wales government and arranged further meetings to discuss the value of the New Year's Sydney test to the state. The New South Wales government has been contacted for comment. Now, Cricket Australia is not guaranteed uh, future of New Year's tests um, to be played in Sydney, with Cricket Australia's head of operations and scheduling uh, reflecting the more uh, enterprising approach. He said, we are always looking at ways to optimise our schedule for the benefit of all Australian cricket, which is why we are working on a longer-term content strategy. The strong interest around the country in hosting major cricket matches is an indication of the enormous appeal of Australia's national sport and of the enduring love of Test cricket in particular. So Cricket Australia has officially uh, released this coming international schedule, which we'll go through some of that in a second. So they will get a test uh, Sydney, we will get a test this year, but still a chance of it going to South Australia. Be a weird summer if 
Australia, if Sydney didn't get the New Year's test. Uh, one of, some of the highlights of the summer of cricket will be the Gabba. Uh, that will host its first day-night test match in five years. Uh, that will be hosting the second and final test between Australia and the West Indies, which is a pink ball contest from the 25th of January. Uh, meanwhile, the Wacker will host a women's test between Australia and South Africa from February 15. 11 venues will host international cricket this coming summer with the national men's and women's teams facing Pakistan, South Africa and the West Indies across seven cities. Uh, they'll have a three-test series against Pakistan, which will get underway at Perth Stadium on December 14, which includes the MCG test and Boxing, uh, Boxing Day test and the SCG New Year's test. Um, and then uh, it will go on. So uh, December 14, the first test match this summer. Looking forward to that. Of course, the Ashes not too far away as well. What do you reckon? Would Sydney ever lose the New Year's test? Would you like to see it go elsewhere? Uh, 0457 736 736. Or 1300 011170. And just back to rugby league before we take a break and have a look back at the round. Uh, back page of the Telegraph again about Tommy Turbo. New South Wales side gets picked this Sunday night after the final game of the round. He was disappointing, unfortunately, yesterday, wasn't he? Uh, for Manly, it's hard to pick him. Who's in? Campbell Graham? Would you have Campbell Graham in? And even talk about, and you get picked, but even talk about James Desco. His form hasn't been that great either. What do you reckon? What changes would you be making to the New South Wales or Queensland State of Origin teams? How good was Caelan Ponga yesterday for the night? So I think he cemented his place there. So plenty to talk about. 0457 736 736, our text number. You can call the open line 1300 01 1170. Want your winners, want your losers, want your surprise performance of the weekend. Doesn't just have to be NRL, can be any sport. The Dragons, would they be better off letting go of Anthony Griffin now, installing an interim coach for the remainder of the year? Surely would be less distracting. The New Year's test, do you ever see it moving away from Sydney? Guaranteed for next year, but after that, we're not entirely sure. And the state of origin teams, after the weekend of rugby league, what changes have you made? Does Jerome Luai, after his performance on Friday, get back into that 5'8 position if you did have Nico Hines? 0457 736 736 is the text number. You can call the open line 1300 01 1170. It is 10 past five. It's Monday morning. It's Tradies News in a nutshell. After the break, we'll get to your text and we'll look back at round 11 of the National Rugby League. 14 and a half past five, 0457 736 736, our text number, call the open line 1300 01 1170. As we get into our review of round 11 of the NRL, also interested to hear your report card of your team. We're almost halfway through the season. Origin is going to start interrupting the season a little bit over the next uh, six or seven weeks once we get through next weekend. So happy to hear. What's your team and what's your report card? Are you happy with how your team is going this year? Are you disappointed? Are you surprised? 0457 736 736. Winners, losers, disappointments of the weekend. 0457 surprise performances. 0457 736 736. And the Dragons, would they be better off? Uh, they've got a board meeting tomorrow night. Talk that potentially Anthony Griffin has coached his last game. Would they be better off putting in interim coach for the rest of the year. As I say, surely it all has to be distracting. And anything else in sport you want to talk about, 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170. Let's do this at quarter past five. Now on Tradies, the NRL wrap. Yeah, another really interesting round of the NRL. Happy to get your take on anything. Let's talk about some of the key talking points coming out of uh, round 11. Though, of course, we spoke on Friday morning about the Storms win over the Broncos, 24 points to 16. Talking about report cards, 
Uh, the Broncos, look, the Broncos would probably be an A+, plus, but, but, uh, and I know Vossi mentioned this the other day on the breakfast show as well, uh, two of their last three games, they lost to South Sydney. Prepared to give them the benefit of the doubt then because they were missing some players. Then a good win against Manly and then went down to the Melbourne Storm. Still a gutsy performance. They weren't that far out of it. However, they'll want to start beating, and they've got a very interesting game this weekend, which we'll get to. They'll want to start beating the other premiership contenders. Uh, Still a little question mark, I think, on the Broncos, but they can turn things around very quickly on Thursday night. We'll talk about that. Uh, Let's look at the rest of the weekend. Warriors 24 over the Bulldogs 12. Good win by the Warriors after... Losing three games in a row, uh, they needed to come out and win this game, um, and they did so. And they played some pretty good footy. The Bulldogs again, um, and I saw Phil Gould yesterday saying that kind of got to expect this for the next little while for the Bulldogs. A little inconsistent. And they managed to score 30 points last weekend against the Raiders and still lost. Only scored 12 points on Friday night. And I think for the Warriors, it was an important game to win, wasn't it? After losing three games in a row, a lot of the talk... At the start of the year was how good the Warriors have been going. Um, And then losing those three games in a row uh, to the Storm, then to the Roosters, then to the Panthers, uh, probably probably put a question mark on them. But uh, they needed to win games like they did on Friday night, and they played some pretty good footy. So well done to the Warriors back in the winner's circle. An important win for them. The Panthers, 48 over the Roosters, 4. Firstly, on Penrith. Uh, let's talk about the good things first, I suppose. Uh, Penrith, very good on Friday night. Probably their best performance of the year and probably the most reminiscent performance to what we've seen over the past two, three years with the Panthers, of course, with the back-to-back titles. Jerome Luai uh, had his best game of the year by quite a long way um, and timed it very, very well heading into State of Origin. Uh, Cleary, as always, was good. Uh, there was not a bad player on the field for Penrith on Friday night. It was the uh, reunion of the 2003 Premiership winning Panthers when they beat the Roosters in the grand final in 2003. And they did that team proud. They were very good. And I think they just reminded the rest of the competition. And everyone's sort of saying this year that Penrith have slipped back to the field, and they have. But they just reminded the rest of the competition on Friday night that they're still a force to be reckoned with in this year's competition. Maybe still Premiership favourites. If they put up more performances like that, uh, they're still going to be very hard to beat. On the flip side of that, the Roosters. Um, they have been one of the big talking points this weekend after their loss to the Panthers. Their coach, Trent Robinson, their captain, James Desco, came out before the game against the Panthers and said that they wanted, after the pretty poor loss to the Cowboys, they wanted a uh, change in attitude, and they, we would see that tonight, on Friday night, against the Panthers, and that didn't happen. They were, to be quite frankly, even worse than they were the week before against the Cowboys. Um, a lot of issues going on at the Roosters. They have the Dragons on Friday night. Um, and look, it's not too late for the Roosters to turn things around, but picked up a couple more injuries. Of course, Sam Walker now, Joey Manu out as well uh, with injury. Jared Hargraves picked up a peck injury as well. Not too sure how long those two players, Manu and Hargraves, are going to be out for. Um I did find it interesting on social media. Um, some Roosters fans already calling for Trent Robinson's head. I think that is a little uh, too soon. I think when you won three competitions, you can probably give him a bit of a, the benefit of the doubt. But I, I would say, and I made mention of this on Twitter, that some of the changes and some of the selections Robinson has made this year has been slightly odd. 
Now, the dropping of Sam Walker, playing Luke Kerry at halfback when he's not a halfback. He's 5'8". Manu uh, Sueli'i in the centres when he's struggling in defence. I don't know. what. Where do you put the Roosters at the moment? Can they make the top eight? From what you've seen this year over 11 rounds, and yes, they've won a fair few games, but what you've seen, can the Roosters make the top eight this year? 0457 736 736 or 1300 0111 71. Shining light for the Roosters over the past couple of weeks has been probably the only shining light has been Billy Smith. Uh, really good to see any player that comes back from injury and especially uh, the past he's had. He's always had enormous talent, Billy Smith, but has just been hurt by injury year after year. He's played a really good couple of games uh, for the Roosters. And hopefully he can stay injury free and have a good rest of the season. But what do you reckon? Do the Roosters make the top eight from what you've seen over the past 11 rounds? And are Penrith back to your premiership favourites? Just out of that game alone. Are Penrith back to premiership favourites? And can the Roosters make the eight? It was very, very disappointing uh, if you're a Roosters fan to see that effort. And you could see the disappointment in James Sadesco. 0457 in the post-match press conference. 0457-736-736. Are Penrith your premiership favourites? If not, who is? And do the Roosters make the eight? Uh, let's look at the Saturday games. The other team that I think very much so premiership favourite, South Sydney, South 20 over the Tigers. Now, look, it was close for the most part. I only saw bits and pieces this game on Saturday afternoon. But in the end, South Sydney rounding out winners. And again, just looking very good, aren't they, Souths? We talk about how good Penrith were, and they were on Friday night. But Souths, over a real consistent period of time over the past five or six weeks, have been the most dominant team in the competition. Um, the Tigers, having won two uh, straight games, they'll be disappointed they didn't win the game. Uh, however, uh, didn't get smashed. A lot of people expected them to be beaten by more than that. And for most part, it was only 8-0 for a long part of that game. Uh, so well done to South Sydney. They continue on their way, and they now are at the top of the ladder. Cowboys, 42. Dragons, 22. Up in Townsville, as I mentioned, Ben Hunt's 300th game disappointing uh, for the Dragons and for him that they couldn't get up for that game. But I mentioned on uh, Friday morning, it was really important for the Cowboys to back up what they did against the Roosters. And they did. Uh, 42 points. Uh, again, two wins in a row. And it was only a couple of weeks ago after that loss to the Sharks, people were riding the Cowboys off. They've now had two good wins um, and they're starting to find some form. And we know they've got the squad that can do it. We saw that last year. So maybe not everything lost for the North Queensland Cowboys yet. And at home, a really impressive win. And the Raiders 26 over the Parramatta Eels 18 also on Saturday night. Canberra, uh, again, they've another team that's come into some kind of form over the past few weeks. But the Eels, I know they were without Mitchell Moses. Um, but you have to think now, and I saw, um, I think it was Dylan Brown last week saying that it's way too early, and he would say this, but it's way too early to write the Eels off finals contention, and it still is too early to do that. Um, and, and look, most of well, I think really every match they've lost, they've been there or thereabouts. But you can only start using that line, or you can only continue using that line for so long because it doesn't matter whether you're losing matches by one point or 30 points. At the end of the day, you're still losing matches and not getting your way back into that top eight. Still time for the Eels, but I think last year's grand finalists are under a little bit of pressure. Mitch Moses does return this weekend, which will help them, of course, but they need to start putting some good footy together because they are in big danger of missing the top eight. What do you reckon? Do you see Parramatta forcing their way back to the top eight this year? 
Uh, some people didn't have, even have them in their eight at the start of the year. And at the moment, that's looking more likely than not. Still time, though. Good win, though, by the Canberra Raiders. Then yesterday, Newcastle fresh off the bye. 46 over the Gold Coast Titans, 26. It would have been disappointing for the Titans, who, again, are one of these sides, and the Knights are a bit like that as well. A little inconsistent throughout the year. I thought the Titans were very good last weekend against the Parramatta Eels in the last game of Magic Round last Sunday. And you had that feeling that they are becoming a really good footy side. But then to have 46 points put on them, I know it was at home at Newcastle. I know they're fresh off the bye in Newcastle. And look, they played very well. But the Titans would be a little disappointed with that. Caelan Ponga, quite, uh, by quite a long way, had his best game at 5-8. Sensational uh, for the Knights, especially when the game was close. He really stood up. It's what I think the Newcastle Knights have been looking for for a long time uh, for uh, Kalen Ponger and for what he can do to that team. And I think he, with that performance, let's hope he stays injury-free next weekend, probably gets in front of Reese Walsh uh, to be playing at fullback for the Queensland team in a couple of weeks' time in State of Origin. Good performance by Kalen Ponger. Good performance by the Knights. And they're another team that have played pretty good footy. I know they were smashed by the Eels a couple of weeks ago before the bye. But other than that, they pushed Penrith. They've been playing decent football this year, going a little under the radar, the Newcastle Knights. And then the final game of the round, uh, the Sharks 20 over the Manly Sea Eagles 14. Uh, it got close at the end, but really the Sharks controlled this game pretty well for the most part. Whilst Manly, who started off the season pretty well um, over the first two or three weeks, uh, their past couple of weeks have been less than impressive. Turbo obviously carrying, I don't know whether it's an injury or um, something just not quite right there uh, for Tommy Turbo. Um, and I can't see him being picked for origin, but we'll wait and see on that one. But yeah, really disappointing performance by Manly. Good performance by Cronulla. They'll be disappointed they led in those two late tries to give Manly a chance to potentially send it to Golden Point. But in the end... Too good for Manly and a good hit back by the Sharks as well, considering what happened to them last weekend against the Dolphins. So that was round 11 of the National Rugby League. So the ladder after 11 rounds, very interesting. Uh, the Rabbitohs are now first on four and against. They are on 16 points. The Broncos also have 16 points. They're in second position. Then there's about five teams on 14 points. The Panthers are third, the Sharks fourth, the Storm fifth, and the Raiders sixth. They're all on 14 points. The Dolphins, after having the bye this weekend, they're in seventh on 12 points. The Warriors round out the top eight on four and against. They are sitting inside the top eight on 12 points. Outside of the top eight, but also on 12 points. The Titans in ninth. The Roosters are in 10th. Uh, then on 11 points, uh, and coming in 11th, uh, the Knights also in 11 points and 12th. Uh, the Seagulls on 10 points. The Cowboys, they move up to 13th. The Eels and the Bulldogs are on eight points on in 14th and 15th place, respectively. And then the Dragons and the Tigers round out the ladder on six points each. And next weekend, just having a quick look to what we're going to expect next weekend. What about this match on Thursday night? The Brisbane Broncos taking on the Penrith Panthers up at Suncorp Stadium. What a game that should be. Huge game for both clubs. Uh, Thursday night, what a way to kick off round 12 of the National Rugby League. Then on Friday, two really interesting games. The Dragons and the Roosters. Both teams struggling over the past few weeks. And then Rabbitohs up against the Eels. The Rabbitohs, the informed team of the competition at the moment, and the Eels desperate for a victory. That's going to be a really, really good Friday night doubleheader. And then on Saturday, the Sharks up against the Knights. That should be another good game. The Tigers will host the Cowboys. Luke Brooks will play his 200th uh, game, I think it is, and he, at Leichhardt Oval. 
um, against the Cowboys side that has hit some form. And then the Dolphins will play Melbourne at Suncorp Stadium, 7.30 Saturday night. And then Sunday, Bulldogs up against the Titans at 2 p.m. And then Canberra up against Manly. So a really interesting round of NRL next weekend before we head into that state of origin period. So your thoughts on all of that. Uh, who are your premiership favourites at the moment? Souths or Penrith or someone else? The Roosters, can they make the top eight and throw the Eels in that? Can the Roosters and the Eels both make the top eight? Your scorecard for your team so far as we head towards the midway part of the season. Uh, I've already got a few texts about State of Origin I'll get to in just a second. Turbo in or out for Origin? Teddy in or out for Origin? Look, I think they are going to pick James Desco, but I can't see them picking Turbo. Not on current form. Not the way Campbell Graham as well has been playing for South Sydney. Um, and Anthony Griffin might have coached his last game in the Dragons. Would it be better for them to bring in an interim coach for the rest of the year? And your winners, your disappointments of the weekend, your electrifying performance of the weekend, and the surprise performances of the weekend. 0457 736 736, our text number. You can call the open line 1300 0111 70. I'll get to your text after the break. Plus, we'll cross to America and have a chat with Chris Perkins. It is 29 past five, Monday morning, Tradies News in a nutshell. Out with Chris Perkins in just a second in America. 0457 736 736, the text number. This one from Mike. He says, purely on form, the Blues eligible fullback choices are either Dylan Edwards or Drinkwater. That from Mike. Now, in the case of, uh, thank you for the text, Mike. In the case of Dylan Edwards, uh, again, very good on Friday night and that big win for the Panthers over the Roosters. And I saw him live last week at Magic Ground against the Warriors uh, for the first time in a while. He's such a good player. Uh, look, I still think James Desco is going to get selected for State of Origin. I would be very surprised if they don't pick the Blues captain. He hasn't been in great form, though, admittedly. However, Dylan Edwards, he'd do a great job at fullback. And a bit of talk about maybe putting him on the wing. I don't know if that will happen or not. Gee, he deserves a place, though. Uh, he's been so good for the Panthers over their premiership years, so good again this year. And you're right, he's playing a lot better fullback than Tedesco or... Uh, Turbo. Dylan Edwards, uh, again, would he be able to, again, I don't think he'll be playing fullback, but would you have him in your state of origin team? Uh, you know he wouldn't let you down, would he? It's an interesting one, really tough one. A lot of Blues players that may or may not be there aren't with them still a weekend to come, but aren't coming into uh, state of origin in the greatest of form. There are some that are. Interesting times. Well, those teams will get selected uh, Sunday night. Well, definitely the New South Wales team. I think the Queensland team may be Monday morning. But interesting uh, to see how that all plays out. Now, English Premier League, uh, and we'll start here with Chris Perkins in just a second. We will talk to uh, John Gallo about it more tomorrow. But just through the weekend of results, Leeds United and Newcastle had a two-all draw. Fulham 2 over Southampton nil. Chelsea and Nottingham Forest also had a two-all draw. Aston Villa beat Tottenham 2-1. Big result there for Aston Villa. Manchester United 2 over Wolves nil. Crystal Palace 2 defeated Bournemouth nil. Uh, Man City, important win over Everton 3 nil. Uh, more important because uh, after I give you this one, Brentford 2, West Ham nil. However, uh, Man City 3 over Everton nil. And Arsenal went down 3 nil to Brighton. So you'd think any chance Arsenal have of winning the title is gone. Uh, it would be an absolute miracle if anything could change now. Brighton 3, Arsenal nil. As I say, we'll wrap it all up with John Gallo tomorrow as we do this. Now on Tradies News, it's time to get the latest from the USA.
And I believe as we say good morning to Chris Perkins, he was watching that match intently, Brighton's big win over Arsenal. Um, now, were you happy about the result, sad about the result? Morning to you, Chris. Well, good morning. I no, I actually was listening to the, listening. the games this morning. I was working, but mm. uh, uh, as I was listening to the dulcet tones of Peter Drury nah, yes. on the call on, on USA Network, we are spoiled over here with our, our Premier League broadcasters. We really are. We got some we got some really good ones NBC does. But as I was listening to the call and it got to 2-0, the only thing that popped into my head was the sound of Dandy Don Meredith on Monday Night Football back mm. in the 70s. Turn out the lights. Good singing. The party's over. Have you um Arsenal. Have you ever thought of giving up your day job and becoming or maybe audition for one of those like Idol X Factor shows, The Voice, uh, Chris? No, I've always been told don't give up my day job. Thank Pro- you very much. Probably wise. Yes. Um, yeah, I I know my I know my limitations. I, I am not a singer. I don't even play one on the radio. You are right, though, uh, about Arsenal. And as I said, we'll talk more about it with John Yellow. But really, up until, what, a month ago, six weeks ago, they, I wouldn't say, I wouldn't use the word cruising, but they were near enough to cruising, uh, leading the English Premier League by quite a way. Um, but what an awful last four or five weeks it has been for Arsenal. Um, yeah. Yeah. That, yeah, that, that three-game stretch, those, those draws that Liverpool... West Ham, those two, when they had the lead early and blew it, wound up drawing those games. And then the inexplicable come-from-behind draw against Southampton. Mm. I, that, that, that was when the cruise for Arsenal ran smack into a Category 5 hurricane. And it's been, well, downhill from there. Yeah, disappointing for Arsenal. We'll talk more about it with John tomorrow, but that is really disappointing. Where do we find you this morning, uh, Chris? A uh, couple hours west of Chicago, I'm uh, just approaching the Quad Cities, uh, which if you're not familiar with this area, the Quad Cities are four cities, Rock Island and Moline, Illinois, and then Davenport and Bettendorf, Iowa. They're all kind of jumbled together, uh, straddling the Mississippi River, but that's where I'm at this morning, or this afternoon now. Very nice, very nice way to spend your Sunday. All right, let's get to some of the news that is making headlines over in America, and let's start with... Well, a basketball player suspended again for basically doing the same stupid thing. Uh, yeah, if, if you think this story sounds familiar, it's because it <laughs> does. John Moran, he was suspended. Uh, the announcement came this morning. Uh, he's been suspended by the Memphis Grizzlies from all team activities after a new video, a new Instagram Live post popped out last night. Uh, of him uh, brandishing a weapon, singing along to a rap song while doing it. Mm-hmm. Now, this is very similar to what happened a couple of months ago out in Colorado after a, after a Memphis Grizzlies uh, road game against the Denver Nuggets. Uh, video came out, showed him uh, holding a weapon. Uh, the team suspended him. He was ultimately suspended for uh, eight games by the league uh, in a – uh, conduct that uh, Commissioner Adam Silver described as irresponsible, reckless, and potentially very dangerous. Mm. Uh, Apparently, lessons have not been learned because we have the same thing happening this time. I don't know what the NBA is going to do this time because uh, they're they're in the offseason. So really a suspension right now for John Morant 
kind of meaningless uh, until he actually loses games and loses pay, which, by the way, he, he starts getting paid on his new five-year, $194 million contract when the new season starts in October. Uh, very, very interesting. Uh, yes, uh, nice wages. But it's interesting people don't learn from mistakes, isn't it, Chris? It, it is. Uh, I, 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 I kind of gave him a pass the last time uh, because, you know, young man, he's in his, he's in his early to mid-20s. Mm. You do stupid things in your 20s. Nobody got hurt. Uh, you take your you take your punishment. You understand you did something completely and totally stupid, and you learn the lesson from it. Uh, this is the ultimate in stupidity because he does the exact same thing, um, and he's not learned a, 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 a anything at all from what happened two months ago. So, I, I maybe there this is a case where uh, the NBA throws the book at him. I don't know. It's going to be very interesting to watch the fallout from this. All right, speaking of the NBA, the latest from the playoffs. Uh, we've got a Game 7 uh, tipping off. Uh, in fact, I believe it has just tipped off up at the Garden in Boston. The Philadelphia 76ers, the Boston Celtics, playing Game 7 of the Eastern Conference semifinals. This is the series we all wanted. Mm. This is the, the series we expected. I mean, when the playoff bracket was kind of starting to get set up and we see Philly and Boston uh, sitting in the two and three seeds, you were kind of looking ahead to those two having a seven-game war, and that's pretty much what we've gotten uh, these first six games of this series. It's been back and forth. Uh, each team has won on the other's home court. Uh, you know, Boston went to Philly facing elimination, took care of business. Somehow, someway, Joel Embiid didn't touch the ball for the last four minutes of game six. Uh, when when Philadelphia had a chance to close out the series. Uh, it's going to be a fun game seven of uh, the next two and a half hours or so. And the winner, uh, winner hosts game one, games one and two of the Eastern Conference Finals against Miami, uh, which I believe starts on Wednesday night U.S. time. So uh, whoever wins will get a couple of days off. Uh, leading into the West, into the Eastern Conference Final. We already know who's playing in the Western Conference Final. It's going to be Denver hosting Games 1 and 2 starting Tuesday night against the L.A. Lakers. And what a what an up-and-down year. What a roller coaster year it's been for the L.A. Lakers. They started out 2-10 and 10. late in the season. They were even outside the play-in tournament, got hot, wound up getting the seven seed, and now they're four wins away from playing for another NBA title. All right. All very interesting. And staying on the playoff theme, uh, the NHL playoffs. Yeah, we've got a game six tonight in the NHL. Uh, the um, the Western Conference Finals, Edmonton and uh, the Vegas mm. Golden Knights. Uh, this, this has been a series that's been uh, chippy, to say the least. Chippy, interesting the word. Knights and the Edmonton Oilers. Uh, yeah, it's uh, yeah. There, there's been a lot of antagonism going on between these two teams. Mm. Uh, really, really came to a head in Game Four when uh, uh, Alex Petrangelo of the Golden Knights did a two-hand lumberjack slash using his stick as an axe against Leon Draisaitl's wrist, late mm. in the blowout. Uh, yeah, Petrangelo got suspended for Game Five. Uh, Darnell Nurse and another guy at the end of that game as well in Game 4 uh, got into a fight. Nurse wound up getting suspended for Game 5 as well. 
Both of them are going to be back on the ice for game six tonight. Uh, strap your seatbelts in if you're going to watch this one later on today because it's going to be a wild ride between those two. Uh, they still don't even know who their opponent would be. Whoever wins the, whoever uh, wins this series still don't know who they're, who they're going to face because Dallas and Seattle are going to a game seven in their Western Conference semifinals. Seattle saved off elimination last night on home ice 6-3 beating the Stars. So game seven of that series is uh, tomorrow night down in Dallas. Eastern Conference is already set. Carolina Hurricanes uh, Wednesday will be hosting the Florida Panthers, the last team to get into the playoffs, uh, who have now knocked out Boston and Toronto in the first two rounds of the playoffs. They're, they're, that's uh, Carolina's opponent in the Eastern Conference Finals, which start Wednesday night U.S. All right. Sounds very, very interesting. Now, just before we review your NRL tips, I did get asked uh, yesterday by someone, do you ever have a day off, Chris? Because whenever we speak, you're always on the road. You're always doing something. Do you ever, do you ever get a day off? I do get days off. Oh, I good. do this this from home sometimes. Okay. But uh, now most of my weekends don't exist for me. Mm. I make my own weekends. And they're usually long weekends, like four, five, six days where I'm at home. But it, it makes up for the fact that I'm on the road usually four to six weeks at a time away from home. Just checking on your welfare, Chris. Just making sure you're all right. Okay. now. Let us go through your NRL tips. Now, this is very interesting. So you, you don't know. You don't follow the NRL as closely as you probably should. Um, you don't know how and you I went. I didn't write my tips down. And you didn't write them down. Well, luckily, I did. I did my research, and I wrote them down as you were telling me. So you're ready to see how you went. We need to get, like, an intro for this. Uh, how you went in this weekend's tips. Are you ready? I know I got one. All right. Well, you did get one because you tipped the Melbourne Storm. So we'll give you a... Ding for that. Okay. So these are the rest of your tips. You also tip the Warriors. That is two from two. You tip the Panthers. That's three from three. They won quite easily. You then on Saturday pick South Sydney. That's four from four. You then pick the Cowboys. That's five from five. You pick the Raiders. That's a winning record. Yes, you're five from five. Then you pick the Raiders. Six from six. However, I have some bad news for you, Chris. You're going so well until Sunday footy where you then tip the Gold Coast Titans and the Manly Seagulls. So unfortunately, but six from eight, look, I don't know how many I got right this weekend, but I don't think it was that. So I think you might be the expert of tipping from America. Uh, again, once again, this is the ultimate proof that even a blind pig can, want, uh, can occasionally find an acorn. Yes, yes. Very good sag. Very very good way to put it. Well, I think we'll have to do it again on Thursday, uh, Chris. We'll keep that uh, going and we'll see if you can continue your very, very good run. Six from eight. Did anyone else get six from eight across the weekend? Regret here. My only regret here is that I did not have money on any of those games. I now regret that. Yes, well, well. Maybe maybe next week. Maybe next week you can you can do that. We'll run through the, we'll run through those games on Thursday. Sounds good, Chris. Good stuff. Uh, enjoy the rest of your weekend, so to speak. And we will chat on Thursday. No doubt there'll be much more coming out from America and more NRL tips as well. Looking forward to it. Have a good rest of the week. We'll catch you Thursday, mate. Uh, all right, you too. Have a good day. Chris Perkins in America, talking all things American sport and a bit of rugby league as well. It's 12 to 6. Here's a text on current form. This is from Andy. On current form, New South Wales should not be picking Tedesco or Turbo. That from Andy on the back of what Mike said just a few minutes ago about uh, fullback choices on form, Edwards or Drinkwater. Well, I don't think 
uh, I wouldn't think they're going to pick uh, Turbo. I don't think they're going to pick... Uh, well, they will pick Teddy, but he's not been in great form either. We'll take a break. It is 12 minutes to 6 breakfast, not too far away. Yeah, it is 7.5 to 6 o'clock. Vossi Brandy through SEN 1170 Sydney coming up soon. Patton Hills through Queensland for our Queensland list is coming up after the 6 o'clock news. AFL over the course of the weekend. Interesting results back on Friday night. Richmond over Geelong. Uh, 102 to 78. We saw the Gold Coast have a good win over West Coast, 16-17, 113 over West Coast, managing only to get 43. On Saturday, the Swans. Uh, I know quite a few people that were at the Swans match at the SCG on Saturday afternoon, big Swans fans, and some of them saying their season is pretty much done and dusted uh, already which is very early to write off teams, but they lost to Fremantle. Fremantle 16-7, 103 to Sydney's 13-8-86. And I see there's a couple of AFL legends uh, saying that maybe it's time for Buddy to announce that this will be his final year of uh, AFL and uh, don't leave people waiting and just get it uh, out of the way. But, yeah, disappointing result for the Swans on Saturday at the SCG. Port Adelaide, good win over North Melbourne, 135-65. Uh, to 65. The Melbourne Demons had a win over Hawthorne, 103-49. to 49. Brisbane over Essendon, good win by the Lions, 12-15-87 to Essendon, 6-9-45. Um, and then we had the Bulldogs over Carlton, 79-59. Uh, Carlton started the year off pretty well. Uh, people thought maybe they had turned things around, but their last few weeks, Carlton have been really disappointing. And then just two games yesterday because of Mother's Day, Adelaide, 121 over St Kilda, 69. And we saw Geelong with the big win over GWS, 120 to 55. The AFL Round 10 gets underway this coming Friday with Port Adelaide taking on Melbourne. The Swans this weekend will also go to Melbourne and play North Melbourne on Saturday afternoon. Uh, this from Andy. He says perhaps Chris could go to Magic Round next year. Uh, I tell you what, Andy, if Chris, we invited Chris to Magic Round, um, even if he had to pay for it himself, uh, he would love it. He would be there. He would be he would be our official Magic Round correspondent. He wouldn't say no. He's all, he has never been to Australia. He wants to come to Australia. And what better way uh, to get him to Australia than go to Magic Round? Uh, that's a good idea, Andy. Let's see if we can make it happen. And this from the Yeovil Treeman says, Hi, Dan. Biggest upset over the weekend uh, was the win in New Zealand by the Queensland Reds against the previously undefeated Chiefs in the Super Rugby. The first win in New Zealand by the Queensland Reds for 10 years. It's a very, very long time. Good text, Yeovil Treeman. That probably got uh, went a little unnoticed. Uh, but as always, you come to the table with uh, some great stats. So thank you, uh, Yeovil Treeman. 10 years. It's a long time not to be winning. Thanks for your company today. Tomorrow, John Gallo will join me to wrap up another really interesting round of the EPL. There is one game to go tomorrow when we're on air. Coming up uh, for listeners through SEN 1170 AM in Sydney, Vossi and Brandy will wrap up the big issues from the weekend. Jared Wallace and Dane Zorko will be special guests of Pat and Heels after 6 AM. Have a great Monday. I'll catch you tomorrow. Breakfast after the news. Have a great Monday.